You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. I am your host, J.J. Leahy. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. You can follow me on Twitter at J.J. Leahy to stay up to date on all things Packers. Well, the J.J. Watt watch is officially over on a day that started off with a fake Peloton account. We'll get to that in a second. I think very few people expected J.J. to sign with... The Arizona Cardinals, of all teams, Watt agreed to a two-year deal worth $31 million with $23 million guaranteed via ESPN's Adam Schefter. So all that garbage about J.J. Watt wanting to go to a contender was just that. Garbage. It really was all about the Benjamins. So let's back up. K.J. Watt is a Peloton account that has been for a very long time listed by sports writers, Peloton websites, you name it, as the official J.J. Watt Peloton account. Apparently, you can post and track your workouts with Peloton. A lot of folks, about 18,000 of them, were following KJ Watt, thinking it was the real JJ Watt. There were theories that maybe the KJ was a play on Kilojoule or maybe a reference to his wife, Kelia. Well, recently, this KJ Watt Peloton account started updating its bio to list different NFL teams along with Super Bowl 56. Between February 22nd, 24th, and today, March 1st, The teams listed changed a few times, but usually included the Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers. Well, today, the chatter about that Peloton account reached a fever pitch when it was shared by Field Yates, prompting J.J. Watt himself to tweet out, I don't own a bike. Stop. His two brothers, TJ and Derek, both were quick to jump in with their own jokes. TJ saying, I feel like I owe an apology to K.J. Watt for my aggressive post-race victory comments. Derek Watt appears to claim to be responsible for the account, although that could just be a joke. But almost immediately after this, JJ posted a picture of himself in a Cardinals shirt with the caption, Source, me. Very soon after that, details of the contract were published by Adam Schefter. The Cardinals confirmed it, and then JJ hopped on a plane and flew to Phoenix. So there you go. For $23 million guaranteed, $16.5 million per year for two years, that'll get you a JJ Watt. And that was certainly out of the Packers price range. Reading the tea leaves, it appears that Arizona was the team that offered him the highest contract out of all the teams that J.J. felt had a reasonable shot in the playoffs, despite not having made the playoffs for several years. It's being reported that the Cardinals beat out nine teams for J.J. Watt, and the Buffalo Bills were the biggest competition. J.J. will be reunited with Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph and, of course, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. In other news, the Washington football team is expected to release quarterback Alex Smith. Smith is due $18.8 million base salary in 21 if Washington chooses to keep him, and they do save $14.7 million on cap by moving on from him. 
Of course, one of the most quarterback-hungry teams in the league is the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky is a free agent now, and the Bears are not expected to re-sign him. Nick Foles, who had a very disappointing season with the Bears last year, is under contract through 2022. It would cost the Bears about $10 million in dead cap to move on from him. In fact, it's actually cheaper to keep Nick Foles than it is to move on from him, because if you cut him, the $3.6 million he's guaranteed for 2022 kicks in in 2021, leaving you with a net savings of negative $3.6 million. So it's almost a guarantee that Nick Foles will be on the team, but will he be the starting quarterback? Right now, it seems unlikely. In fact, money is pretty much the only reason why he would be. The Bears have a late enough draft pick that it would be hard for them to get one of the top quarterback prospects. So it seems their options are either roll with Nick Foles or try and free up some money and go spend in free agency. Now, the Bears currently have less than a half million dollars in cap space to play with, but they certainly can free some of that up by reworking some of their current contracts. They can also cut guys, and reportedly they are moving on from cornerback Buster Screen. Now, if, like me, you know any Bears fans, you probably have heard a bunch of times just how massively elite Buster Screen is. Unfortunately, he's apparently not elite enough for the Bears to want to keep him. It's hard to imagine they're going to find another corner as bad as Buster, so unfortunately for Devontae Adams, he's going to have to find a way to cook some other cornerback. Now, the Bears have hired former Texas coach Tom Herman as an offensive analyst slash special projects. Do you know what slash special projects means? Because I don't, and I can't find anybody else who does either. I would suspect that it is either an elite task force that is going to try and kidnap Aaron Rodgers before the Bears game, tie him up in a broom closet, or maybe slash special projects means you're going to be the coffee boy. Newman? Yes? What are you doing? I'm thinking. Well, think me up a cup of coffee and a chocolate donut with some of those little sprinkles on top, will you, as long as you're thinking? All right, all jokes aside, Tom Herman is a pretty highly regarded coach. These analyst positions often are stepping stones, kind of one-year reset buttons for head coaches with some of their friends so that they can take a year off, come back, and look for another coaching job. This probably does make the Bears a little bit better overall. The Packers announced their own coaching changes today. They promoted Jerry Gray, the defensive backs coach, to defensive backs and passing game coordinator to fancier title and a raise in pay. Gray did interview for the defensive coordinator position and was passed over for Joe Barry. Clearly, he's still a guy that Matt LaFleur really wants to keep around. He also promoted Adam Stenovich, our offensive line coach, to also be the run game coordinator. Again, a little bit more money for Adam, a little bit more responsibility. I would not be surprised if, let's say next year, Nathaniel Hackett gets offered a head coaching job somewhere. Adam Stenovich might become our new offensive coordinator. Or if Hackett sticks around for another year, Adam Stenovich might go be someone else's offensive coordinator. This is obviously a guy that Matt LaFleur really values highly. Renee Stewart has been made the assistant special teams coach. Connor Lewis is a special teams assistant and game management specialist. And the team is also hiring John Dunn as a senior analyst, Justin Hood as a defensive quality control coach, and Ryan Mahaffey and Tim Zetz have been hired as offensive quality control coaches. Now, Renee Stewart, who despite the name is a man, was previously a special teams quality control coach for Green Bay. Connor Lewis was an offensive quality control coach for Green Bay last year. 
All the new faces the Packers have hired are former college coaches and assistants, with the exception of John Dunn, who is entering his fifth season in the NFL. This will be his first season with the Packers, however. He was previously with the New York Jets, and before that, he spent two years with the Chicago Bears, first as a football assistant and then as an offensive assistant in 2016 and then 2017. Now he makes the move to Green Bay to become a senior analyst. Matt LaFleur knows that several of his core... Matt LaFleur knows that several of his coordinators and position coaches are likely to get hired away in the next year or two to other teams, and he needs to start restocking the bottom of his coaching staff and start preparing younger assistants to take over in the future. Two final notes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has donated $1 million to help 80 small, locally-owned businesses in his hometown of Chico and all of Butte County, California. The Aaron Rodgers Small Business COVID-19 Fund is a pretty cool endeavor, and you can donate to it by going to nvcf.org. Finally, a bunch of players are going to be hitting free agency in the next few days. The big flurry began today. One of the bigger names, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton from the Indianapolis Colts. Hilton did make $14.5 million last year, but he is 32. One has to imagine that his price might dip in free agency. That's it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packernet podcast Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy. Please follow me on Twitter at JJ Leahy. And this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.